We had five shark attacks in the tri-state last summer. It seemed like it was a big year for attacks, but a new report says not really. Joining us on Drive Time is Gavin Naylor, Director of Shark Research at the Florida Museum of Natural History, which tracks all the shark attacks worldwide. Gavin, thanks for joining us. So what were the numbers last year? Was it a little busier for shark attacks? No, it's not the case. We compare the numbers with the 10-year average, and we're right in the middle where we normally are. Last year was actually a little bit down, so compared to last year, it looked like an increase, but over the 10-year average, we're exactly normal. So run through the numbers for us last year. How many attacks were there worldwide? Total number of attacks is about 120, but many of those were provoked or attacks on boats or attacks in aquaria. And so we only had 69 that we think are interesting to understand the behavior of the sharks. And those are the 69 unprovoked bites. What is a provoked attack on a shark? What does that entail? A provoked attack is uh, where the animal is in an unnatural environment and is not showing normal behavior. It doesn't actually mean that the person is goading the animal or poking it or irritating it, although that is also included in as a provocation. But things like swimming where there's people fishing, the sharks will be drawn into the vibrating fish on lines, and perhaps if there's bait in the water, they'll smell that. And if you go swimming there, then you know, we, we classify that as a provoked attack. Um, if you uh, go you know, near habituated animals where they, they, you know, shark diving operations sometimes put bait into the water to bring the animals close, if you happen to go swimming where, where that's happening, we call that a provoked bite too. So an unprovoked attack would just be someone in the water calmly, not making a lot of splashing, and they still get bit yeah, anyway. exactly. Somebody is swimming, minding their own business or surfing, but they're not doing anything untoward that we know would encourage the sharks to come in and explore the situation. Now, last summer we had, I think, three attacks on Long Island, one on the Jersey Shore, and we even had one in the Rockaways. That was the first shark bite in New York City in over 50 years. What are sharks doing so close to New York City? Have we figured that out? Oh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. They've been close to New York City for a lot of the time. They just don't bite people. People would be quite surprised if they knew how frequently they were within 10 feet of a lot of reasonably large sharks. Wow. The, the scary part of it, but the positive part is, is that they don't bite people. They do their level best to avoid people. If sharks wanted to bite people, we'd have about 10,000 shark bites a day. There's be, a lot of sharks in the water, and there's a lot of people in the water. It would be a buffet. It would be a buffet, but <laughs> it's not. So that, that tells us that they're not you know, hunting down people. And the other thing is that 60% of all shark bites happen in low-visibility water. And low visibility because they're, you know, they can't see as well, so they're more inclined to make a mistake. They think it's a food item, and they make a mistake, and it's somebody's foot on a surfboard instead. Uh, low visibility water would certainly uh, account for much of New York's water, uh, that's for sure. Exactly, yep. Gavin, where are we with the shark population these days? Is it at a healthy level? That, that's a great question. So globally, we're not in a very good place, and the numbers are down, uh, quite precipitously down. However, you talk to a lot of fishermen around Florida and the Gulf Coast, and they say, we've never seen so many sharks. And that's because in the open oceans, a lot of the food that the sharks would target is less plentiful, so they move into coastal regions to, to, you know, to find food. And so there's this sort of perception among many people that there's more sharks 
in these areas than they're used to seeing. And so both people are right, but one is a local report and one is a global report. So globally, what's the problem? Is it mankind? It is, as is often the case. We, we just pull them out of the water faster than they can replace themselves. It's fishing. It's unregulated fishing on the high seas. Actually, the U.S. has done a pretty good job. You know, they, they manage their resources very well up to the 200-mile mark, and the Coast Guard keeps a, a pretty tight rein on people, and the fishermen are very responsible. They do a great job. They know that their long-term livelihood depends on it, so they're pretty compliant. But once you get beyond the economic zone, then it's the Wild West. You've got uh, the fishing fleet from different countries in Southeast Asia, Canadians, Spaniards, everybody out there. They have a lot of nets and a lot of long lines, and they try to make a living as best they can, which usually means taking out more than perhaps is, is a good idea. Gavin Naylor, the director of the Florida Program for Shark Research. Great to talk to you, Gavin. Thanks for the update. Thank you very much.